Hi, welcome to Open Recruitment's podcast. We're a recruitment business that's founded on building relationships. In our podcast, myself and the team will be speaking to industry experts, providing you with insights, interviews from industry leaders, tips for getting hired and staying motivated. You can listen in on the go to our conversations, finding out about the journeys industry leaders have taken and what they have learned along the way. We hope you take value from our podcast and take inspiration whatever stage you may be at on your career journey too. Thanks for listening. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast today. It's just a short podcast where I'm going to be talking about how the number of employment tribunal cases in which employees are alleging menopause related discrimination is on the rise which is prompting a law firm to call for more awareness and support the staff experiencing it. So according to analysis of HM Courts and Tribunal Service figures by Lintlakers the menopause was cited in 10 cases going through employment tribunals in the first six months of 2021. If you compare that to just five cases that were in 2018. So Lintlakers said it was aware of 49 published employment tribunal decisions that featured allegations about menopause related detriment. And they predict a total of 20 menopause related cases will go to tribunal this year based on the rate of growth. This year being at the time of this recording, it's December 2021. So menopause itself is not a protected characteristic under the Equality Act of 2010, but a claim may be brought on the grounds of discrimination related to a disability, age or sex. Earlier this year, women and Equalities Committee Chair Caroline Note said that MPs were looking into whether menopause should be included as a protected characteristic, which will give employees who experience discrimination better access to compensation. Sinead Casey, an employment partner at Lintlakers, said the figures demonstrate the need for more awareness and support for menopause at work. She went on to say the menopause remains an infrequently discussed topic in the workplace and lack of communication and understanding may create legal exposure for employers. Best practice for employers includes training managerial staff to ensure that they are familiar with the symptoms of menopause and are able to deal with the issues appropriately and sensitively, considering adaptations that may need to be made to address specific needs of menopausal employees, such as ventilation and access to suitable toilet facilities and reviewing relevant policies such as sickness and performance management policies to consider whether adjustments are required to take account of the impact of the menopause. Casey said it was important for employers to remember that menopause is experienced by some transgender and non-binary people. Equality and diversity training cover age, gender and the menopause is one way to foster a more open and supportive culture, she said. A 2019 CIPD and BUPA survey found that 
three in five menopausal women were negatively affected at work and almost 900,000 had left their jobs as a result of their symptoms. That figure is staggering. Wellbeing service Pepe last month found that more than half of UK businesses, 54% to be exact, do not currently have any dedicated menopause support in place. So if you are an employer listening in now, it's important that you look at your policies and procedures that you have in place, the relevant ones, and review these and see if you need to make any adjustments because now is the time to have these conversations, look at what you have in place and ensure, you know, as well, you are not legally leaving yourself exposed and you're taking care of your your staff and employees. So we will talk about this more on future podcasts, but for now, it's just to explain and touch on the fact that these menopause-related employment tribunal cases are on the rise and you will see more of them come about next year in 2022. Thanks for listening.